Okay, welcome to episode two of Crosskick Pod. I'm Franco. I'm Tomas. And we're going to break down a couple fight cards for you guys. I think uh, we're first we're going to get into some stuff that's already happened, and then we'll um, dive into what's coming up. We're missing... I mean, we it's been it's been a minute since the last one. So, do you want to go over the last couple mm-hmm. cards? Yeah, yeah. Um, where do you want to start? You want to start with? Uh, let's start with Usman and and Gilbert Burns. Okay, for sure. Yeah, let me pull up the um, yeah the card from last week. It was two fifty eight. All right. So um, I thought overall this was a pretty fun card. A lot of pretty yes. decent fights. Yes. Um, oh, the the very first fight, um, Gabe Green and Philip Rowe. Um, yeah. I think that the Philip Rowe got robbed. Let me try to go back and look at it. Oh, early prelims. Okay. Like the very first fight. I was, I was kind of hurt about that fight. I sat there and watched it, and I think uh, – yeah yeah Gabe Green definitely brought it though it wasn't it was a good fight but I just think that Roe Roe I thought he soundly beat him to be honest with you I'm honestly trying to remember this one um I remember think I, I thought it was close like I, I I don't think I had like an expectation either way but that makes sense to me yeah I was I just wanted to say that one um, no for sure yeah but overall, it was a good card. Um, there was a lot of good performances. I did miss the uh, the Pollyanna Viviana fight. That's mm. I think that's the only fight that I did miss. Yeah, that one was um, that one was interesting. I did the the um, it was a pretty it was a pretty decent submission. Uh, I mean, it was a short oh, fight, so. She armbarred her, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got pretty excited when I saw it happening because I think, I, if I'm remembering correctly, um, she tried for it once and it didn't quite get it. And then it was either the second or third time that she was able to just. She powered it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you guys are listening and I'm getting that wrong and I'm confusing with another fight, let me know. But if I'm remembering correctly, that's what happened. No, I thought it was a great, um, great submission, though. Yeah, um, yeah, and then Balil Muhammad put on a show against Diego Lamas. Wow. That was fantastic. That was mm-hmm. that might have been my favorite fight on the card, actually. Um, I thought he looked, I thought he looked excellent the whole fight. And he, and he's stepping in to fight Leon Edwards, which is nice. That's going to be a good fight. Yeah, <clears throat> I think inactivity might be a problem for Leon Edwards in that situation. Yeah, you mentioned that to me, and I think I agree because. I mean, this is – I'm trying to remember the last time Bilal fought. It was over the summer, right? I feel like he – he. It was, I don't think it was a pay-per-view. I think it was a fight night. But um, I got it right here. Let me see real quick. Uh, yeah, he fought in June. He fought Lyman Good. He beat him. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thought that one – He. you know, it seems like even between that fight and this fight, he's – improved because the last time it seemed more like um i'm trying i believe that was a decision yes he, he beat him okay. by decision. <laughs> yeah yeah and it, I, it was one of those things where i was like 
pretty sure he had done enough when it went to uh, the scorecards, but I was still sort of like crossing my fingers, like, come on, like, I, th- I, th- I think this should go to him. And then it did. And I was like, okay, you know, but it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like this where it seemed like obvious, at least to me, it seemed like obvious that he'd done enough by the end. Yeah, for sure. And he ate those calf kicks the whole fight and just kept pushing. <laughs> that was uh, admirable. <laughs> I was the whole time I was like, damn, that leg. It was all bruised up. It was, he, um, Diego just didn't, <clears throat> didn't have enough for him. There just wasn't, he couldn't keep up with the pace that he was putting on him. Uh, it looked like he was gassed, real gassed at the end of the fight. Yeah, he looked exhausted. Um, but I also think he's been out for, don't want to say two years, a year and a half, something like that. I don't think he's fought. He didn't fight all last year. His last fight was October 5th, 2019. Wow, I didn't realize it had been that long. Uh, yes. That makes Yeah, that makes sense, that it, the inactivity. Because he just didn't seem like he was keeping up with uh, Bilal's pace at all. Mm-hmm. And he was hitting it, too. He hit it with a couple good shots. He was still yeah. dangerous, but yeah. it oh, wasn't absolutely. enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He landed some good shots in there. Um I mean, and he, he, it wasn't like he looked bad or anything. I mean, he definitely looked sharp, but it just didn't seem, I mean, it wasn't a competition between the two of them with the pace. Yeah. Yeah. The pace was just too much for him to handle for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. And so then we had this amazing oh, upset. I'll go for it. Fluffy Hernandez, dude. <laughs> yeah. This was the most gangster thing I ever seen. This man went in there and subbed a seven-time jiu-jitsu world champion. Yeah, after that was amazing. After he almost lost. Like, you can't even... Like, Rodolfo Vieira just got so tired. He couldn't even... At the end of the first round, he couldn't even hold his hands up. So, why do you think that happened? I remember... um... I remember that I meant to go back and, and rewatch that fight to try to understand what took place there in he's, the first round. He's gigantic, bro. They were saying that, <laughs> they were saying that he looks like a 205 pounder in there. He looked way bigger, way bigger than Anthony Hernandez. Yeah, he was hulking over Hernandez. It, it definitely he looked he was terrifying. Yeah. And and Hernandez didn't run from the grappling. Early in the first round, he was right there in the grappling. And he held his yeah. own. I think that's very impressive. Super impressive, for sure. Um, yeah, it was one of those things where, like, when the when the table started to turn and it seemed like Anthony Hernandez was starting to get the advantage there at the end of the first round. Yes, he was starting. At the end of the first round, he, he was tagging him hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was one of those things where it was like I, I was on my feet, just like, oh my god, is this really going to happen? And then when it actually did in in round two, um, yeah, I mean, props to props to Anthony Hernandez. That was very impressive. Yeah, I, I believe they said it was a thirty to one odds for him to get a submission. Yeah, it was it was so it was so against him in the betting odds. Um, major upset. Yeah, that that was crazy. That was that was crazy. Um. That for me, that was probably the 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 moment of the night, if you ask me. I felt like that that fight just if that would have been the main event, I would have been cool. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's the kind of fight that you hope ends up happening on the card, no matter what card it is, you know? Um, yeah. Something... Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Something um, outrageous like that. Yeah, and I, was that the, I think that was the first fight on the pay-per-view as well. Or no, was it the first fight on the pay-per-view? Um, I think that was still during the, that, I think that was the featured prelim. Prelim, probably. Yeah, yeah, that was the featured prelim. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, and then to start the pay-per-view, we had Calvin Gastelum and Ian Heinish, which was, I feel like it was a close fight, but Calvin Gastelum, Gastelum just kind of ran away with it. Yeah, and that was um, nice to see after he's had multiple losses. And um, yes, yeah. he sort of he sort of looked like himself again to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like he seemed he seemed sharper. He seemed like he'd been training and and learning from the last couple of fights. So that was good to see him back in there and uh, looking sharp. Yes, he did. He looked very sharp. Um, he they just kind of grinded this fight out both of them they're both just in there just grinding it it was a hard fought fight he definitely earned that win for sure yeah definitely and i tweeted this and i I think it's true i feel like the middleweight division is better with him in it you know yeah Um, i think for sure some interesting matchups there um i think he could definitely make 170 pounds yeah I, i would agree with that I would agree with I th- that. I think that that's probably he'd have a better chance at fighting for a title. Yeah, career-wise, it'd probably be better for him to pursue that route. Um, uh, I don't think he ever gets back down there. Um, I just don't think the discipline is there for, not in a bad way. I mean, I definitely wouldn't cut the weight either if I didn't. If I had a choice, it's not like yeah. he's getting he's not getting blown out at one eighty-five. So that's not really. And I mean, he can chase the title at 170, but how much is how much is that worth to him? For sure. How do you think he matches up with the competition at 170? I think he does well. He's a, a strong wrestler. He'll be a, a big 170 pounder. I'd like to see him fight Michael Chiesa. I think that'd be a good fight. Oh man, that would be so much fun. I feel like the two of them could have a war. Yes, for sure. It's, um, I think that'd be an amazing fight, to be honest with you. That's the fight I want to see at 170. Yeah, I'd kind of prefer that over, um, <laughs> I know Michael Chiesa wants to fight Colby Covington, but I feel like that would be, uh, I don't know. I feel like this would be a more interesting matchup stylistically. Yeah, for sure. I think um, Colby Covington's probably just going to try to jab him to death. Yeah, exactly. Uh, He's good enough to stop the wrestling, stop the takedown. If he wants to, he can take Michael Chiesa down. Yeah, I favor. I would favor Colby in that fight, and I think there's also more fights in that division that Colby matches up with. That I, I, if I was him, I would. That's not the fight that I would take. So I, I, anyway, I think this. Yeah. Is... Um, speaking of that 170 pound division, I don't know who Usman fighting next, but the fight I want to see is George Masvidal and Colby Covington. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, 100%. Um, I mean, we've sort of been, like, teased with this for, like, two years now. Yeah, they've just been going back and forth. Yeah. Who do you think uh, has the advantage there? 
Probably Colby Covington. Yeah, I mean, I would say I think Colby wins that fight. Um, and I like Masvidal, but I just think that, uh, especially after I, his last fight with uh, with Woodley. I read a stat the other day, and it's I think it's something like Jorge Masvidal hasn't beat anybody um, that's currently in the top fifteen multiweights. Mm. Wow. I mean, because he, if you think about it, he beat Darren Till. Darren Till went to middleweight. Mm-hmm. And then he beat Ben Askren. Ben Askren mm-hmm. retired. And then he lost to Usman. Didn't he lose to Wonderboy too back in the day? And Wonderboy. Yeah. So you're, mm-hmm. wow, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't even think, I, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't know that, but. I wasn't shocked when I said that. I was like, Damn, I really thought about it, and I was like, it's going to be a tough go. He beat Nate Diaz, but Nate Diaz is 155-pounder. Yeah, um, I don't know. Masvidal is, like, an entertaining fighter, but I think especially with, like, the way that division is now, I just don't know that he is going to – I mean – I don't think he'll beat Chow. No. Usman's just going to do the same exact thing to him. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, that was one of the things, too. And I know we're going to get to the the, the Usman and Burns um, main fight, but, like, Usman calling out Masvidal, I understand in terms of, like, career-wise why he would do that. But I'm just – I don't want to – I don't care. I don't want to see that again because I agree. Yeah. I think he'll do the same thing. It wasn't an entertaining fight the first time. It's not like you guys went to war – you grabbed no. him and foot stomped him. No, and I also agree. <laughs> I also kind of agree with with uh, Usman. Usman's not my favorite fighter, but but you know, like leading up to that fight, um, I remember watching Errol Hawani say to Usman in an interview, like, you know, what do you think about the fact that Usman's or uh, that Masvidal's coming into this on six days' notice? And he was like. I mean, sure, like technically he's coming on six days notice, but like I'm, he's been training to fight me, you yeah, know? So like, he, <laughs> it's not like he's just like, they they don't only train when they have a fight coming. Like, yeah, he, it's maybe six days notice, but it's not like he's been partying for six months right. and then he's like six days. All right. But, but get in this camp, get in, you know? Uh, yeah. Nate Diaz is the only person to ever do that. And he beat Conor McGregor. <laughs> Such a savage. Oh, no. I take that back. Michael Bisping did it to Luke Rockhold. Damn. Well, I mean, yeah, Bisping too. I mean, he... Michael Bisping said he was like... I think Michael Bisping said something about being... He was in Mexico drinking. (laughs) And they called him for the fight. And he said, yeah. That sounds like Michael Bisping. Exactly. I don't remember that, but <laughs> I might be wrong about that. But he, I remember him saying something about him drinking, and then he said yes to the fight as he was drunk. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean that that fits. That fits. I'm sure that that's true. Um, I like I like Michael Bisping on the mic more than I like DC. I think I agree with you. I I, I kind of had missed him on the mic. The only thing I don't like about having like Bisping on the on the mic is I feel like he gets a little sensitive sometimes. Like he's always like every. I always feel like he's like, like I, I like I know what I'm talking about. I was a fighter, 
And I'm I, like, well, I feel like DC does that too, though. Oh, for sure. I feel like DC yeah. does it like way harder. <laughs> yeah, DC just. Um, I don't feel like he says a lot of super technical stuff. Yeah, and I like try to like DC. Like I've tried to like DC his whole career. <laughs> I just, yeah, you mentioned this to me that he he kind of like annoys you. But like, I don't know why. I don't even have a reason why. I had that for a while with with Paul Felder actually, but I realized oh, it was God. just because I, I see I love him now, but I realized it was just because he reminded me of a dude I used to know, yeah. and then I somebody pointed it out to me, and I was like, oh, that's that's the only reason I don't like him, and then now I really like him a lot. But DC, yeah. I could understand, you know, like being annoyed by some stuff he says. But I do. I like him more than I like Dominic Cruz. <laughs> Dominic Cruz is hands down my least favorite. Yes, <laughs> like, I agree with that for sure. I feel like sometimes I'll be watching and he'll be. I don't know. It's like he does this like weird flex where he wants to prove that he's in a weird way for me he's like the opposite of dc where he wants to like prove that he understands all these technical aspects where like they'll be in a jujitsu clinch and he's like trying to um like deconstruct every little thing that's going on and then they're out of that position and he's still talking about it and i'm like mm-hmm. why are you still we're, we've moved on like now they're on yeah, the he's like over technical yeah sure. yeah he's definitely over technical but my bad i got all sidetracked with uh um, that's not good Calvin Gaslam going to 170. Um, the flyweight, the co-main event was a great fight too. Um, that was Alexa excellent. Grasso just took it to Macy Barber. I feel like, yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it was a really good fight though. I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with the decision too. I do too. I mean, um, you know, in a weird way for me, this this fight was actually kind of the opposite of the co-main for, for this week. Cause, and we'll talk about that in a minute, I'm sure. But, like, so, yeah. I mean, like, in that third round, Alexa was definitely in danger with some of what Macy was throwing. But I think the first two, she just dominated. And, it, yeah. you know, for, for me, I was like, if she doesn't win this, I think it's a robbery. Exactly. But Macy was coming off that big knee injury as well. Yeah, that's true. She remember that's she true. blew out her ACL when she fought Roxanne Montefiore. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, they were talking about that before. And that's fair. I mean, that you know, that is a, that is going to be a factor for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but congrats to Alexa Grasso. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of hers. And um, yeah, me too. That was cool. Yeah, it was definitely cool to see her. And she moved up a weight. I think this was her was it her first or second fight in the new weight class. I want to say it was her second fight in the new weight her class. Her second fight, yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, because I think she missed weight like two or three times. Going was it going down to one fifteen? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa, I'm gonna look it up. The UFC stats website is really confusing. Oh, dude, just, I just use Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, really? I'm just, I'm just trying to use this because I heard a couple of people talk about it, but I think I'm just going to do that too. Yeah, Wikipedia. Dude, I use Wikipedia for everything. College. <laughs> I think Wikipedia is um, one of the greatest things that humans have ever created, to be honest. Yeah, it's not a source. It's a lie. I know. It's got so much <laughs> <laughs> And it's free. Yeah. 
Oh, so yeah, it is her second fight in flyweight. Okay, cool. Well, it looks like she only missed weight one time, but I think she had problems making it to the scale a couple times. Like maybe just early in her career? Uh, yeah, I think... So I think she pulled out of a couple of fights too. Oh, yeah, she weighed in. Yeah, it was like two or three times that she missed weight. A couple of the times they... Um, the other two times they canceled the fight. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I think she looks good at this new weight class. I think she's definitely better at this weight class than trying to kill herself to get down. Yeah, she looked comfortable. She looked super composed. Um, yes. She looks like she knew. She just had everything. She had an answer for everything. That's what I was trying to say. So. For sure. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, she didn't um, panic when it, at the times when she was in trouble. She just, she seemed to just stick to her game plan and like, you know, ride out that third, that third round, which is part of the game, you know? I mean, like, yeah, I, I always see on like Twitter and stuff, I'll always see like some of the decisions, you know, if, if a third ground is different from what the decision ends up being, like you always see people in the comments like screaming about, oh, robbery, and it's like, Part of yeah. this is is you gotta like be able to, exactly you know to adjust. You know, even if you don't win every round, that doesn't mean you don't win. Exactly, and I think she definitely won the first two rounds. Um, Macy mine was squeezed out the third, but it's still a close round. A hundred percent. Yeah, it wasn't even like she was getting dominated in the third round. It was just like there's some danger here, um, and yeah. she handled it. Yeah, she took every. She she still had the answer, for sure. Yeah, it wasn't. Sure. Um, she was never really in danger. So. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right, so I guess we got to talk about <laughs> about the main fight. Um, man, I, I don't know. I thought Gilbert Burns was gonna just take it to Marty Usman. I didn't think Usman <laughs> had any answers for that man in the stand-up or in the grappling. And we didn't get to see too much grappling, but he definitely, he ate a heavy shot in the first, was it 45 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, I thought when that happened that there was going to be a new welterweight champ. I thought, I thought it was over. I thought he was going to jump on him and Usman just didn't have an answer, but he weathered that storm and then just started pumping out that jab. Mm-hmm. He knocked him down with the jab two or three times. Yeah, he really, he really kind of started coming back in the first round, like toward the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. And then, um, here's your reminder: give Astro her medicine. Sorry, <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> um, in the second, so you texted me after the fight. And I think it's good, man. <laughs> we'll probably hear my cat at some point. He's like chilling over there. Um, I think it's such a good point that you brought up because you texted it to me after the fight. I think like probably one of the one of the most important parts of that victory is 
having Trevor Whitman in the corner because you just oh, like yeah. listen to what he told him in the middle. Exactly. He was just, was like, you just use your jab. Like you got to stick to the jab. The jab is what makes you a champion. And then that he was all over it. Um, and he switches, switches stances. So his power hand is his jab hand. Yes. And it's just, he just pumps that jab out. It's not something that he's always done, but definitely Trevor Whitman has made him a better fighter. Yeah, for sure. I I felt uh man, I felt bad for Gilbert. Um yeah, not that I go ahead, go ahead. I'll go for it. I just I definitely thought that Gilbert was gonna beat him. I think a lot of people thought that. Yeah, you kind of swayed me to that. <laughs> yeah, like, I was I was certain. Yeah, I mean at first I I was pretty sure it was gonna be Usman, but you were mentioning to me like just the statistics, and then I went back and watched some more of Gilbert's fights, um, and then rewatched uh, his fight with Woodley, and I I just thought he had the whole package, and and you know you know like um, had done everything that he needed to do do to prepare, and then I think that I think that he was right though because like I, I remember hearing him say the other week that he thinks that he got too excited when he rocked Usman in that first round. Yeah. He definitely gassed out hard. I think yeah. he was, he got really tired. Um, yeah, for sure. I think he had a big adrenaline dump after he hit Marty. I think he thought the fight was over. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you heard um, the commentary. Like, they were saying, like, how good does Gilbert look? Um, I thought he looked like a champion. I thought it was – I thought we were going to – I thought the belt was going to change hands and then – yeah, for sure. It went the other way. Uh, I don't know. Do you think? I don't think we've seen the last of him, right? Like who? Who in the welterweight division beats him? I. Th- I mean, so he's saying that he wants to fight Colby. I think that that's a good move because I mean, just me personally, I think he beats Colby. Yeah, it's very possible. He definitely has an opportunity to beat him. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is going to be like the mental game, like because um, he was kind of like on a. On a, on a great win streak here and it looked like it was just like a straight mm-hmm. shot to, to be in the new champ but you know I think as long as he just like keeps working as long as he looks at this fight and and realizes what he did that he can improve on he'll get I think he'll get another shot at the belt um and I think he can win I think he can beat Usman yeah I I do think he gets another shot at the belt but I don't think it's with Usman I think he has to somebody else has to take the belt and he has to be there. You know what I mean? I don't For think sure. they're going to give him a rematch with Kamar Usman. He's going to have to win three, four fights in a row to get that rematch. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is one of those things that, like, I was I was actually thinking about this this week in regards to Dustin and Connor. Um, this is one of those things about about, like, the UFC that is sometimes like frustrating I think for like fans especially fans like us that I think like pay really close attention and like you know really just care about like the the sport itself and like seeing good fights and good matchups is like that's not a pay-per-view that sells a lot a rematch between Marty and Gilbert I mean if you want to it might be like see so the only way 
they sneak those those sneaky fights in on like international fight week when they do three title fights on one card in like july yeah. or june so they'll put like it's usually like a flyweight title fight or like shevchenko fights or like amanda Nunes fights you know what i mean like something yeah. that and then they'll put like a like middleweights at the main event you know what i mean or Amanda Nunez at the main event, you know? So it's like, okay. But, like, it's not going to stand alone as a pay-per-view. Yeah, 100%. Which is kind of a bummer because, honestly, I think that's a way more exciting fight than <laughs> Usman Masvidal, too. Yeah, that's definitely... Usman was looking for a cash grab there, for sure. And yeah. I guess you can't be mad at him. He, he probably deserves to get paid more than what he's get paid, getting paid, so... I can't yeah. be mad. That does, that fight does sell. People want to see who Jorge Masvidal fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to throw this out there too, just because like I I have some friends who I think don't think about this stuff when it comes to MMA and like don't know that this is like a part of it. But like I don't, you know, man. Honestly, like that fight was that fight the the end of that fight and, and like um seeing the two of them being emotional afterwards i don't know that got to me more than um a, any fight i've seen in a while just because you know the fact that they were training partners um and then and like good friends had been to each other's like kids birthday parties and stuff mm-hmm. like seeing Usman be really aggressive with gilbert kind of sucked but it also like i feel like i could I, you know again like i'm not a huge fan of him but like I, I also feel like i saw that he was kind of emotional about it too and like it like like it felt like something that he had to he it seemed to me like he felt like he had to do that you know and then seeing like mm-hmm. he and uh gilbert afterwards you know just embracing and like trying to you know saying something to each other I'm assuming about their friendship. And it seems like ever since the fight, they've been pretty, um, you know, amicable to each other online. Yeah. Uh, I, man, it was just hard, you know, it, it, it sucks for good. It sucks to see that for, for somebody like Gilbert. And it also kind of sucks to see like um, Usman have to kind of like navigate that as well, even though he's not my like most favorite person, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a, uh a tough moment to see Gilbert after the fight and then Kamaru as well. Like they, you could tell they're both emotional. Mm. Um, it's just tough. It's, I guess it's the game, you know what I mean? But yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's only so many, um, there's so many, so many belts. Yeah. If you want a belt, you gotta, whoever has it, you gotta fight them. Yeah. Not everybody's I, I like, was... not everybody's like DC and Kane. <laughs> yeah true but dc even said it himself that he wasn't beating kane yeah i mean i think dc had a better career than kane velasquez i think i'd agree with that i, think that's I thought it was kind of cool that um henry hoof said that he was just gonna not watch the fight and then like, yes yeah yeah yeah, he said that he just stepped back from it, pretty much. He didn't have nothing to do with it. 
Yeah, I, I I respect that. I think that's a good move. Yeah, and he's one of the better, the best coaches in MMA right now. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. Also, uh, coach of Mike Chandler, who yes. uh, had to get honored last night for Black History Month, which is, oh yeah. my gosh, dude, <laughs> you don't understand how awkward that is. It's it really yeah no yeah it really it really was I was like watching that commercial like oh man this is this is a weird choice. I don't even want to get into it. For sure, <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just disappointing. That that's yeah, what they think. Yeah. That that's what they think is cool. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is what we'll do. Michael. Yeah, like out of all the things that they could have done, <laughs> that was that was the choice. It was. You're right. That it was disappointing for sure. Um, you know, I did want to like before we move on to the next uh, card, I did just want to like congratulate us a little bit <laughs> because. Um, the last time we recorded was before Connor and Dustin and you are the only person that I, not only the only person I know, but like out of all the MMA shows that I listen to, like we are the only ones and it wasn't even me. It was just you who said that you picked Dustin in the fight. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did pick Dustin then. I thought Dustin was going to get it done. Um, it definitely was more emphatic than I thought. Like he definitely just took it to him. There was not a point where he was in danger at all. For sure. First guy to knock him out, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Eve choked him. Ideas choked him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just wanted to, to spotlight that we said that because, well, you said that because like, I mean, it was just so, I, I think, um, especially like people who don't follow everything super closely, I, I think it's like hard, even even though it's been like two months now to like, like convey to people like how crazy it was for that to happen just because it was so unanimous across like all of the media. Like, I mean, you watch like all of the, the promos, all of the interviews, everything. It was like, Oh yeah, after Connor beats Dustin, what all after what Connor's gonna be next? Yeah, what Connor's gonna be like next? Exactly. I agree. Um I don't wanna see that rematch though. Agreed. I mean, I wanna see Dustin fight for the title, and I don't wanna see Conor McGregor fight for the title. Absolutely. As much as I don't like Michael Chandler, I think it has to be Dustin Michael Chandler, right? I think yeah, yeah, I, that probably makes the most sense. I mean, they both, they both have beat uh, Dan Hooker, um, Michael Chandler pretty spectacularly. Even though uh, it was another fight where I was, <laughs> was so kind of disappointed. So disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really felt for for Dan. I don't know if you saw that, or maybe you sent it to me. I don't know if I sent it to you or you sent it to me. But the clip of like Dan Hooker where he was like talking about the fight and he was he said like. You know, after the fight ended, I was like, you know, I'm done with this. I'm not going to fight anymore. But then I realized I'm also not good at anything else either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did um, see that. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I, don't know. I thought it was cool. I just, yeah, I, I, I do feel that. for that man just because what he has to go through to get in and out of his country to fight, it's crazy. I think he has to spend like I four know. weeks away from his family. I think that that's super hard. 
Yeah, I saw a video out there and get clipped like that. That just has to be rough. A hundred percent, man. I saw a video yesterday that I think he still hasn't gotten back to them yet. I I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, it's so crazy. Something about it, and it was just ridiculous. But it's the times we live in right now. There's nothing we can do about it. For sure. Yeah. I do commend him for staying active, though. You there? Oh, you there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Should we get into the uh, Connor and Dustin card next? Yeah, let's let's run that one down since um, that was the first episode. So. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry, it's probably my... Oh, no, you're good. You can go. I'm sorry. All right, so... Let's just go through the main card on this one. For sure, that sounds good. Because so I we had think I watched the whole thing. You didn't? Uh, I think I watched... Oh, no, I did watch this whole thing. Never mind. Okay. Um, yeah, just the main card is good because I don't really remember some of the prelims. Yeah, it was quite a while back. Um, Joanne Calderwood took it to Jessica I. She, I think she dominated the fight. Yeah, 100%. That was a rough um, one. And I think Jessica I's lost three, four in a row. Yeah, I think she's lost three in a row. Could be four. You might be, you might, yeah, it might be four actually. Let's see here. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm wrong. She's lost. That's only her second loss in a row. She lost to Shevchenko oh. and then she won directly after that, but she missed weight. That's right. I remember that. And then yeah. she lost to Cynthia Calvillo, but she also missed weight. Okay, no. So that's the one I remember because she was like talking about how she didn't feel bad about. <laughs> about missing weight and stuff so i remember that one um in her defense the first time well not the first time is horrible she missed it by six pounds but the second time she only missed it by a quarter of a pound i guess that's not too it's not too bad that's not the 11 pounds we had this last weekend oh dude that was well don't even show up for sure if you're gonna be 11 pounds over don't even show up (laughs) yeah man i don't want to like be mean to the guy but jesus christ 11 pounds man like why you would step on the scale and then the crazy part (laughs) is he stepped on the scale was 11 pounds over stepped off the scale took off his underwear and stepped back on the scale like oh those are you gonna make weight now (laughs) (laughs) you're wearing some like metal underwear or something like (laughs) dude that was horrible i want to tell this story real quick um, speak like just because don't even show up. That's what made me think of this. 
When yeah. I was a senior in high school, we had this kid, and he, I don't want to say his name, but he was, uh, he was a really good wrestler, bro, when I was okay. on the wrestling team. And you have to place top four in district to get to state. And mm-hmm. that's the only chance you have to qualify for state. Okay. And this kid was cutting weight all year, all year, just constantly cutting weight. Coach was on him, coach was on him. And so the night before district, he leaves the wrestling room and he's on weight. Like he doesn't have to lose any more weight. He just doesn't have to eat or drink anything until the morning. And it was already like nine o'clock at night. We had to be there at six. So like six o'clock comes by, he's not there. 6.15 comes by, they're like, all right, where's he at? Where's he at? This kid just blatantly did not show up. Did not show up. He cut, he cut all the weight for no reason. Just didn't even show up. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like such a waste of like all that suffering. Yes. And he <laughs> said he got home and he was just too hungry. And he just ate and decided not to. Not to. <laughs> you can't wait like one more. Oh my God. That's funny. Like... I couldn't believe it because he had like he could have been he could have like possibly won state. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like he just, yeah. he just chose not to. Like he literally was just like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> There's this part of me that kind of respects it just because I feel like if I did something like that, I would never let myself live it down. It's just in the back. It's just rude. Uh, yeah, rude to for yourself. Sure. <laughs> rude to everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I feel like I would feel bad about that forever. And he's just like... You should. Yeah, if you do that, you should feel bad for the rest of your life. <laughs> you should feel bad. Like, not even feel bad because of what you did to other people, but for what you did to yourself. Yeah, for sure. He should still feel bad right now. <laughs> exactly. Agreed. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, if you don't, just don't show up. Yes. Yeah, like, okay, like, the most I want to see somebody miss weight by is, like, two pounds yeah that shows me you at least tried to make the weight yeah you put in some effort you know like 11 pounds what what did you just not cut you were like (laughs) i'm not gonna cut weight like i'm cool i know (laughs) and and that like yeah why why even show up because like now you made the worst kind of history like (laughs) yes they're probably gonna cut him right like you would imagine he's cut i would imagine so like i would imagine why why do I want and you to I don't here? know. Like, is he going to be able to get picked up elsewhere? You know, like, <sighs> he's going to have to go back to that regional scene for a while, bro. <laughs> You're going to have to show some professionalism. Damn, man. Like, there's missing weight, and then there's just not trying, and you just didn't try. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, exactly. That's... I, I saw the numbers, and I was just like, Jesus. Yeah, definitely ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. The fact that he took off his underwear and then stepped back on the scale. <laughs> that alone oh, should get you cut. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. 11 pounds. Who let him do that? Who was like, yeah, go ahead? Yeah, that's a like, good who, idea. Who let him step back on the scale? <laughs> I don't know. That person we don't should know. be fired too. Maybe it'll. <laughs> maybe, maybe they were like, maybe, maybe the thought was like, it'll take, it'll be less bad. <laughs> i don't think that like after like six pounds there's it doesn't get like if, if you miss it by six pounds you might have missed you should have missed it by 20 
because yeah. it's the same in lives. Like, <laughs> you didn't even for sure. Like if you can't get within six pounds, no. I mean, I feel you like should, even you should never be able to like never be able to fight at that weight class again if you miss it by six pounds or more. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you have so much. Anyway, <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Damn, it's crazy. But let's talk about. Let's see, what was that last fight? Jessica, I, she lost. Um, we had uh, Amanda Hebos lost to Marina Rodriguez. Yes, um, she got knocked out standing up. She did. That was rough. Yeah. But well done to Marina Rodriguez. I thought that was a pretty good knockout. Yes, it was. It was a good fight. Um, well, it was a quick fight. She got yeah. dominated um, stand-up and in the uh, the little bit of grappling that happened, she didn't have anything for her. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it, it, it you know, it's kind of uh, a bummer. I, I, I like Amanda Hebos. Uh, I hope mm-hmm. she sticks her, around and, you know, keeps working. Yeah, but... She's coming off that big win of, of Paige Van Zandt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, between the two of them, like, you got one person who, like, lost pretty spectacularly and then, like, lost pretty spectacularly just again. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Amanda Hebos is is not like that. Like, she can, she could probably, no, she can she, bounce she's back. She's going to bounce back. Yeah. She's, yeah. Especially in that weight class, she's going to bounce back for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we kind of already talked about Dan Hooker and Michael Chandler, but that fight was just definitely the low point of the night for me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me I definitely too. was in, uh, in the happiest mood after that fight for sure. And not even because I dislike Michael Chandler, which I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but uh, just feel bad for Dan Hooker. It's just a rough go when you go through all that to go to go through a fight and you get knocked out in two minutes and 30 seconds. That's rough. Yeah, 100%, especially after like putting in so much work. And as you, you know, you mentioned before, like having to like fly over and be separated from his family for so long and just, damn, I think he said something like, I can't believe I, I've like w- wasted four months of my life for this yeah exactly that's exactly what i said and i feel for him man that's rough like yeah and then like to see you know if we do get this which i hope we do like to see like dustin and uh chandler fight for the belt after that is, is probably rough for him too because that's his two most recent losses you know exactly um as much as i want that dustin michael chandler fight to happen I have a feeling they're going to slap one Conor McGregor in there for that lightweight title fight. I know, which is so fucking stupid because, like, I mean, maybe you can tell me what you think. Like, I just, like, if it was reversed, ain't no way in hell they're, like, immediately, like, oh, oh yeah. Let's... <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, they got sent to Dustin Poirier to get a top fight. Like, oh, he yeah. definitely needs another shot. Let's just yeah. run it back one more time, like. It's just because they want that money, bro. Conor McGregor is just such a transcending athlete. You know, like, for me, it was also just such a... It was, a, it was so gross, because, like, 
I remember I watching the, the post fight conference and like you know you could just see like Dana made some kind of comment about like you know Michael Chandler made uh, took advantage of this and some people didn't. It felt kind of like a knock at Connor and I'm like, man, Dustin Poirier did though. Like he, yeah, that was spectac- a spectacular knockout. I mean, yeah, I felt Dustin Poirier is one he should be the champion right now in my eyes he's the champion right now agree as much as dana white wants khabib to come back he's never coming back i even think he said that even if he doesn't even want to fight gsp no more he said that just let it be gsp and let it be khabib separately yeah which is which is the best that's that's what i I don't want to see them fight especially with gsp being 40 years old yeah, I totally agree. I don't even think um, – I think Khabib would run run through him at this point. Yeah. It's just – and it's not nothing against GSP skills. It's just a different time now. Yeah, 100%. I mean, maybe if they were both, you know, in at their, their prime. prime. Like GSP yeah. beating, like, Matt Sarah to get his yeah. title back. You know what I mean? Like that GSP. I'd, I'd like to see their BJ Penn. Yeah, for sure. The yeah, absolutely. That that GSP versus this Khabib is pretty interesting. Um, GSP that's been retired for how long? Like, like five years now? Is it four, four or five years? No, he fought Bisping maybe like two years ago. Oh, okay. Maybe I guess he hasn't been retired for as long as I thought. Yeah, but he he never. I don't think he ever actually like retired. Retired. He just said he just gave up that belt and said I'm not fighting 185 no more, and then never came back. I don't think they want him to fight at 170. I think that they don't want him to go in there and beat Marty Usman or whoever's the champ at the time. I don't think they want that because they know he's not a long-term champion. He's going to get the title again. Sam's the best, and they retire. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and that's probably why Stephen Wonderboy Thompson isn't going to get a title fight. Even though he probably deserves it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think we both are like in favor. <clears throat> like if we had our if we had our pick of like who should who should fight Usman next. I mean mine mine would for sure be would for sure be Wonderboy. Yes. I wouldn't mind seeing Charles Oliveira fight for the lightweight title though. Oh, for lightweight, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be cool. Um you mean right away? Right now, I think like you can make him versus Dustin Poirier right now for the lightweight title. You know, and there is an argument that that even makes more sense than him and him and uh, Michael Chandler because Michael Chandler, that yeah, that was a pretty impressive performance, but that's his first UFC fight. Exactly. I want to see Michael Chandler fight Justin Gaethje. Dude, I would. <laughs> that's that fight is a dream come true for me. I would love to see their two styles. I actually read today, though, that they're already working on uh, feeding old Tony Ferguson to Michael Chandler. What? <laughs> I read just, it. That... I think it's pretty close to happening. I'm pretty sure that's the next fight for Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. Which is that's the, just I, cruel. It doesn't make any sense. Tony coming off was it three? Is it two or three losses? Two. 
two losses. One of them really, really bad. Well, yeah. both of them were pretty bad, but he took a lot of damage in the Justin Gaethje fight. Yeah, he took a lot of damage in the Justin Gaethje fight, and then um, he didn't even look like Tony Ferguson to me in the Oliveira fight. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He didn't even in the grappling. Charlie, Charles, Charlie Olives. Somebody called him Charlie Olives. I can't remember who, but that's that's <laughs> just what I call him now. Um, I like that. He. Um, he just dominated him in the grappling, in the stand-up. Every, the, Tony Ferguson just didn't get anything done. Yeah, for sure. I think you you said, um, and I agree. I think yeah, I think you said to me that like it's probably better that he didn't end up getting getting to have that fight with Khabib because now we we kind of know. Now he can it. just live his whole life saying I could have beat Khabib. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, good for him because yeah. What Justin Gaethje did to him and what Charlie Olives would have did to him, what Charlie Olives did do to him, I think Khabib would have combined those two and would have gave him the beating that Justin Gaethje gave him with the mm-hmm. grappling that Charlie Olives gave him. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about it like that. But, yeah, that's true. If you look at those two separate fights, that probably is like the two halves of what the, the Khabib fight would have been. And for five rounds? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that that would have been uh, painful. Yeah, he would have choked him out. Damn, I that just I I get like I get like Chandler needing another fight for before the belt. I actually probably you know in a way I probably prefer that, but like Tony, it should be Justin Gaethje, man. Yeah, didn't <laughs> they both say they wanted to? Yes. Damn. I don't under they're kind of, I think they're trying to get rid of Tony Ferguson. That makes sense. They're gonna they're gonna cut him. He's gonna lose this fight and they're gonna cut him. I mean, yeah, I mean it it, it doesn't make a ton of sense for them to have he's him gonna around. be he's gonna be in that weird spot where he's never gonna be a champion, but he's exactly. good enough to beat your up and comers. Exactly, exactly. He'll stop the new blood from getting through, but he's never gonna present a serious challenge to the belt. Yeah, he's gonna be the Bellator 155 champ. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. No, I don't <laughs> think he beats uh, old Pitbull over there. Pitbull knocked out Michael Chandler. Oh, oh, really? I'm not. I didn't really round. follow Chandler's career super close. Yeah, well, he was the 155 pound champ in Bellator, mm-hmm. um, and he got knocked out by uh, Pitbull in the first round, like. Two minutes in, I think, if not quicker. Okay, interesting. I'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah, he got clipped like hard, like right behind the ear. Mm-hmm. And it was just over for him. Hmm. How do you think how do you think Chandler and, and Dustin square up if they if that fight were to happen? It's tough, man. Um, I think Dustin's gonna have to whether that storm that Michael Chandler is going to bring, hopefully, I'm sure it's going to be a five-round fight, which favors Dustin. Mm-hmm. But if he has to make it out of those first two, three rounds, because Michael Chandler is going to bring it to him. Yeah, for sure. Um, his ground and pound is something else. He's just, he's an animal, bro. 
He's an animal for sure. It's just, uh, he's an advocate for Black History Month. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. That shit was just, just so ridiculous. Such a weird, I was like watching it and I felt like I was high. I was like, what is, <laughs> is this real? Oh, I think God. I said to you, I almost kind of feel, man, I almost kind of feel bad for his for his kid because it was like, <laughs> yeah, it's just super <laughs> awkward. Like it, the whole thing was awkward to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's like, what does that have to do with Black History? Well, right, yeah. I mean, all he said was, he's like, I hope he's like, I want my son to know about like the achievements of Black men, and and I'm like, well, like one way is we could just like show the achievements of the of the black man who fought in the yeah, like, what are you talking about like michael taylor that's who you guys you, you guys went through the whole <laughs> roster and you're like you know what we need michael Chandler for this <laughs> like who, 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 yeah. who let that happen i want to know who let that happen yeah for sure i don't know weird choice weird yeah, choice for sure that and on a more like positive note that little um that little like thing that they did for bruce buffer last weekend was pretty cool yes it was super cool and if anybody deserves it it's bruce buffer yeah for sure it was nice to see like all the the old footage of him and everything and the way he came out in that red jacket to like commemorate Mm -hmm. the occasion yeah for sure and he's always all swagged out with his tuxedos yeah he has them like custom made and shit i was i read i will probably watch this thing about it i think um they're pretty dope dude yeah they're like all custom made like he wears a new one every time he steps in there oh that's dope i i have kind of wondered about that if he like ever like rewore stuff because i feel like it's a new one every week yeah he wears a new one every time man that's so cool (laughs) I (laughs) i wish i could have that yeah for sure all right let's just talk about this um this curtis blades and Derek lewis fight let's i just want to talk about the co-main event really in the main event that sounds good and then the guy who said he hopes chris weidman and Ryan hall get COVID. yeah that was <laughs> i like man that whole moment like i just felt for for Phil Hawes and for Michael Bisping because I feel like they got caught in like because I feel like I've done that before like on whether it's on like a podcast <laughs> or just like <laughs> like I say something the wrong way and the other person like like is trying to respond to it but they make it worse and then it, you just have to like move on I was like oh man that was that was painful yeah yeah it just wasn't uh it was just not the <laughs> not the super awkward Super, it just not even just awkward, bro. It's just like insensitive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not one to be like super sensitive like that, but like some people are gonna be really mad at you for that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, because he said like, I think he goes like, you know, if somebody gets if somebody gets COVID, and like, no, that he said. Well, I just watched it today. Well, he said word for word. He said. Well, Uriah Hall, Chris Byman is coming up. So hopefully one of them gets COVID and I can step in. Oh, did he say hopefully? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was I guess I misheard him. 
Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it was bad, dude. I was like, wow. The Bisping, like, okay, I do still feel bad for Bisping. I don't. I don't feel bad for Fahaz anymore. I still feel bad for Bisping because I feel like he was like, what do you say? To to, that? <laughs> yeah, he's like trying to roll the, the punches, and he's like, oh, it, hoping people get COVID. I love it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was that definitely like. There's just nothing to say to that. He should have just asked him another question and breezed past that. Just moved on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like he's handled that stuff better in the past. Like he handled um, back in the summer when Bobby Green got really upset about that um, wrestler in I think Iran who got put to death, and he was like, he was like, I don't want to talk to you. Like I'm. He just like stormed off, and Michael Bisping was just like, okay. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. I feel like he could have handled that that moment. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely weird. But yeah, so this <laughs> co-main event. Um, so what were your thoughts? I thought it was a super close fight. Um, yeah. I I actually, I thought it was a closer fight until I saw the statistics. And I think it said Ketlin Vera only landed three significant strikes the whole fight. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that little. Watch here. I actually can pull it up right here. Seven significant strikes the whole fight. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, it's tough because Yana Kunitskaya landed 47 significant strikes. Yeah, that kind of makes sense to me because even when she was getting taken down and getting kind of like. Yeah. She got a couple good headshots in there towards the end. I those think it was elbows the end the at the end. Dude. Yeah, those elbows were gnarly, man. She deserves to win the fight based on those elbows alone. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I kind of meant with like the for me it was like the opposite of the of the Barbara Grasso fight where like with that one I could see how people would watch Barbara Grasso and be like, okay, so I I think. I could get, I could see people thinking that Barber won, but I was like, no, for sure, Grasso won. Whereas this one, um, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah, I'm confused with the way I'm saying it. it, but like, I say, I so I feel like Catlin did enough to win, mm-hmm. but it just didn't feel like she deserved it at the end of the fight. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So when 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 um, Kuniskaya won, I was like, sh- I was honestly kind of shocked because uh, I thought like, uh, yeah, that Caitlin Vieira had done enough, and I was like, well, this is probably going to go to her. But I was yeah. like, well, okay, cool. Like that that makes sense to me. Exactly. I think just based off the striking numbers alone. I mean, it did say there was seven minutes and. 35 seconds of control time for Caitlin Vieira. But mm. Yana had three minutes and 53 seconds. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's not like she wasn't out of sorts on the ground. She knew what she was doing. She was very capable. Definitely. Yeah, she definitely didn't, like, dominate her by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, for sure. And I think she deserved to win, and she won. Yes. Did you know she's engaged to Thiago Santos, the dude who fought John Jones? I did not know that. That's actually wonderful. That, may, <laughs> that makes me happy. I didn't know that until earlier today. 
or not earlier today, but when I was watching the fights, I don't know what I was talking about there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. No, I had no idea. Yeah, I guess they trained together. We're training together. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's not. I feel like that's not super common. It's like two fighters. Like sometimes you'll see like a fighter and like a coach or like a maybe like a trainer or something. But like mm-hmm. two fighters, that's pretty dope. Yeah, like her husband is her trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch on this really, really quick. How do you feel about Gina Carano? Do you know what happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I do. I do. Well, okay. I do know what happened. I, I told I told one of my friends how I felt about it. And then he told me that I didn't know everything. So maybe you, you should like recap it if you want to. I, I, don't, I don't know if I know everything. I just know that she tweeted or Instagrammed something that was equally. I'm pretty sure she said being a Republican right now is like being a Jew in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw, so I think she, she did that and then she also had like a couple tweets that were like... And she, honestly, she's been kind of, I'm pretty active on Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. And I don't necessarily, I don't follow her. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I've been seeing a lot of, she's been kind of wilding out on the Instagram and Twitter lately. Okay. Like super conservative, like super, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. How did you mean? That's, I don't really, that's her prerogative. She's conservative. That's on her. Mm -hmm. If she's Democrat or Republican, whatever, I don't, that doesn't matter to me, but you just can't be just saying whatever you want to say. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I, as much as I'm against cancel culture, you can't, there is consequences for what you say. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it was one of those things where it was like, I felt kind of conflicted about it because I don't like, I don't want people to be, to be in a position where, you know, they can get fired for saying something that's like, you know that maybe they have like a political opinion that's that's different from the organization they work for like i want that to be okay but yeah but there there's some things you can't you can't say you know yeah like even if you feel that way like whatever dude like just (laughs) don't say it like keep that to yourself yeah exactly and and like you know just just like in like just in terms of like reality like what she like to say that that like being a republican is like being a, a jew and nazi jew, that's just insane like that's so it's so just, stupid yeah it's not even anywhere near the truth yeah <laughs> it's it's just it's just a wild like i wonder what she was really trying to get at like i really wonder like what made her think that that was okay that's a good question i mean you know i sort of wonder if it's just like her ex- her experience of like her immediate environment because i mean you know i'll just be i'll just be like you know straightforward with this for people who are listening to know me i'm pretty like left i'm pretty like left liberal like that's kind of where i'm at with my call i i don't i try not to use like word i don't really like using like words to describe it but if you had to put me on like a map that's where that's where i'm at is over there but like i'm the same way 
for sure. But I, I could, I mean, I guess I could imagine just being in like a situation where, and I kind of have, I mean, I kind of have been multiple times been in situations where like in a work environment, everybody around me like thinks something totally different from me. And then they all kind of think they all like disagree with me, like really strongly. I don't know. Maybe, I, I mean, maybe it's just like easy to, to get to a point where you feel like you're getting bullied, even if you're not, or like, mm, especially like they all if like, you're the only one, like, you yeah, exactly. Real isolated and real singled out. For sure. Which I mean, is probably the case for people who, cause I, I mean, again, like I don't know the full story or, or the full background of like her beliefs and stuff, but it sounds like she's pretty, pretty like, pretty like pro like Trump Republican. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. She's like a, Tito Ortiz. She reminds okay. me of Tito. The, she's the woman Tito Ortiz. <laughs> that make yeah, that's a good that's a good analogy. That makes sense. Because I think did she you was see talking the, about. Bro, all right, sorry to get off track, but did you see good. Tito? Tito Ortiz said in the count in the interview or something. He said it out loud on the camera that he wishes he gets COVID so that way he could fight it. <laughs> what? Are you serious? <laughs> Yes, I'll try to find it and I'll send it to you. I just found that, like, that's that's right up the lane that Gina Crown is going if she doesn't be careful. <laughs> yeah, now that I know that quote, that's actually that analogy of, like, her being the female Tito Ortiz, that's even more perfect because that is, that's, like, almost as stupid <laughs> exactly. as what she said. Yeah, and Man. let me tell you what, bro. If you put me in Star Wars franchise for the rest of my life as an actor getting paid trillions of dollars i'm i wouldn't even have a twitter a hundred percent i do all my stuff immediately exactly why do you need it (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly that franchise is going to carry you for the rest of your grandchildren's life for sure (laughs) if not longer yeah i mean there's like other like you know like even if that is like like you're saying like even if if that is what you believe just like you can't say (laughs) don't say it and you know like in terms of like political like action and stuff like no matter what your beliefs are there's probably like way more effective stuff you could do than like be on twitter like saying crazy things exactly do you really care or are you just on Twitter? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a hundred percent. Like, what are you actually doing about it? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's like super easy to get like caught into. Cause like I used to tweet all kinds of stuff with politics and get like really fired up about um, just like issues that were going on. And then I realized like, just like tweeting about it, I'm not really like doing anything, you know. I'm just like making myself upset. <laughs> yeah. And she made herself get fired. Yeah, man, that's tough. That's tough. I there's some people that are supporting her though. Um, I mean, obviously, like Ben Shapiro. She was on the Ben Shapiro show. I didn't watch it, but I seen it on YouTube. Man. Um, she. I guess somebody let her write is gonna let her write and direct a movie. See, that's the other thing too, is with, I feel like with a lot of this stuff, like if that happens to you, there's this whole like conservative media world that'll, 
back you up. Exactly. There's like a job for you if you do that, you know? Exactly. So. She's going to be like Tommy Lauren in two years. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she'll probably, yeah, she'll probably like have a show on like Fox or something. I mean, like InfoWars. InfoWars, like <laughs> Newsmax. One of these even like crazier <laughs> networks that's out here now. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you brought that up actually because I have been kind of like thinking about it and. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just did you did you see what happened with um, Ariel Hawani and Dana White r- regards to it? Oh, um, I I think I did, but I can't really remember what happened. Well, I didn't watch his whole video, but like Ariel said something. Like he made a video where he was saying, like, you know, I'm i want to talk about this because i've covered her for so long and like as a jewish person this is like really upsetting to me and then dana white like was like oh ariel's such a douchebag he made it all about himself and i was like (laughs) oh yeah and then i did hear dana white say to leave gina alone (laughs) well i'm not surprised at that i'm pretty sure they share the same beliefs if you know what i mean yeah yeah He's not as he's not like as vocal about it, but he I think that's probably true. Yeah, I mean I'm pretty although, sure it was him, Justin Gaethje, Colby Covington, and Henry Cejudo all went to the Trump rally, right? Yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't know if we talked about this last time. Like I don't actually, I don't know. If, I don't know if Colby is like, maybe he actually really does like support Trump and stuff. I don't know if that, I don't know that I think that that whole thing is like real. I mean, I think a lot of people have talked about this, but like, yeah, I think he definitely supports Trump. I think his whole, like his act about it is definitely fake. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's probably true. But it's like, where, where does he go from here? Like, yeah, you fought one time in what, like three years? twice in three years yeah for sure like you're still carrying around your fake belt <laughs> yes yeah. like come on it's getting tired is all you know what i mean absolutely i feel like if colby listens to this show i just want to say it's okay for you to upgrade your character like yeah man just move on to something else yeah start be a joe biden fan yeah yeah, switch over, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, just, I if mean, you really want to be a heel, if you really want to be the bad guy, just start, be a Joe Biden fan now. You know what I mean? You yeah, switch sides. what he says, just, just wear a blue hat now. Yeah, for sure. You get a whole bunch of new fans, and then all your old fans will probably hate you. I mean, that's kind of what he's Think going for. Think about the change of pace, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just a different <laughs> Free, I have a free feeling Colby Covington is definitely going to go down the Tito Ortiz route, and probably yeah. end up. You know, Tito Ortiz is a city council, right? For Huntington Beach, he's on the city council. Dude, I didn't know. I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, people voted for him, bro. In Huntington Beach, I, I guess I don't know a ton about. He's from there, though. Anymore. I mean, I guess he's like a big deal over there, but. Yeah, I, I guess. Ortiz, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like. I couldn't do it. No, yeah, I guess. Um, I, I it's like it's surprising to me to hear that out of California, but like, 
I guess Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor there for a while. Yeah. I always forget about that. And the only thing with Tito Ortiz, man, if he was really going in there and like trying to do something good, like I get it. But he's going in there and he's been kicked out of like, I, I kind of follow this a little bit. He's been kicked out of like three meetings. Like, <laughs> like he doesn't want to wear his mask in there, bro. So they kick him out. Jesus Christ. It's like, it's just frustrating, man. Like It's kind it of just really like an extension of the career. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish Chad would have beat him so bad. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only fight I care about. If like, if Chael... we could... No, go for it. If we could go back in time and change one outcome of one fight... That's the fight I'm changing. <laughs> Chael Sonnen beats Tito Ortiz. I don't even care how. You can make a whatever you want. He can break his toe. I don't know. <laughs> as long as Chael Sonnen wins. I'll second that. Didn't Chael have a... Wasn't he like a politician for a minute too? <laughs> I think he ran for city... I think he ran for city council or some shit like that too. But I'm pretty sure he got in trouble. Oh, did he? Yeah, I don't know too much about it. I think I I just read about it on it's on his Wikipedia page. Just look at his Wikipedia page. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Yeah, Chael is like the perfect model. Like if somebody was gonna like have the the character career and be like outrageous and crazy, just like like taking mm-hmm. a turn like he did, you know. So we're like now like we all love Chael. Exactly, but Chael was never like Chael was never wrong about anything he said. That's true. <laughs> Other than he used to call himself the undefeated, he's never lost a round. He was undefeated, and like, yeah, but he's just messing around there. But like, when he's actually talking shit about somebody, he never lied. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's definitely not the same. And at least Chell made it fun. Yeah, I mean, he he's his whole persona was just like. A blast to watch. Yeah. I mean, even still, I kind of love going back to the old fights and just like seeing not just for the fights themselves, but like for for him. Yeah, for sure. I actually take that back. Chelsea and Kaluza Tito Ortiz, I don't care. As long as he doesn't get choked out by Anderson Silva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would that, that one was that was rough. That was, that was probably my saddest moment ever. I don't even know how yeah. old that was, but I was devastated. I, I hear that. That's that is that is a tough one. It's kind of like watching like Superman <laughs> get dropped yeah. by Dark Side or something. It's Especially like, at that age. Yeah, for sure. But I think the last fight that we need to talk about is Derek Lewis knocking out Curtis Blades, dude. Man, so how did you see the fight going? <laughs> Curtis was I thought Curtis was dominating, bro. Um, Me too. Curtis was touching him up on the on the feet. He didn't he seemed very comfortable. Um he connected with Derek Lewis multiple times hard. Yeah. I thought Derek he, Lewis thought... started to respect it, you could tell. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I thought for sure he was gonna I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna knock him out for a while. Um, yeah. I thought he was at least gonna grind out of the decision. But Derek Lewis just carries that power, man. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, that was crazy. Just the uh... oh, and then, I mean, I, you know, he said it himself. Like he was waiting for that one shot, and yeah. then 
the opening came and that was all mm-hmm. he needed. Curtis Blades just, he kind of went in with a sloppy shot. He just feigned a jab and mm-hmm. went straight in. And Derek Lewis, you know, it's real power. You know, someone has real power when they connect and they don't connect cleanly and people mm-hmm. still go to sleep. He hit him with like his whole hand and forearm and starched him. Like that's real power. Yeah. Yeah. And he really, really went. I mean, that <laughs> he was out. He just, it just immediately dropped. Yeah. And then he gave him one on the way down and two more on the floor. Yeah, which people were um, upset about, but, like, I mean, you don't know. Yeah, and then people want to get on Herb Dean. Herb Dean is the best referee in the game right now. Yeah. After Big John retired, it was Big John, and now it's Herb Dean. You can be mad at his stoppages. I haven't been mad at not one Herb Dean stoppage, to be honest with you. Neither have I. I think he always does a great job. Yeah, he's not Mario Yamasaki out here letting people get battered. Yeah, for sure. I, the only thing that Herb Dean does sometimes that I disagree with is like he seems like he's not like um, as decisive about things. Like where like like at the beginning, yeah, of the he does seem game. very like uh, very indecisive. Yeah, for sure. But but again, like I mean, to your point, like not everybody is Big John, where you can just like I mean, these are terrifying, <laughs> you exactly. know, people with their yeah, with, Big John. Know, yeah, and like I said, it's Big John and then Herb Dean. A hundred percent, I agree. Like Herb Dean's the best right now. That's actively doing it. Yeah, and listening to him when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, everything he does is for a reason. If he stops a fight, it's for a reason. He didn't stop the fight for no reason. Yeah, I have to go back and listen to that one. I liked. I really enjoyed listening to the one with. Um, with Mark Smith. I didn't know that Mark Smith was in the military before. Yeah. He was a referee. That was a really good one. Um, Big John was on there. That was a really good one too. Yeah. I, that's one of my favorite episodes. Um, just hearing the two of them like dive into like some of the history of like the early days is really cool. For sure. For sure. Big John and Josh Thompson actually have a really good podcast that I listen to quite often. Um, yeah. I, I love that one. Weighing in. Yes. Yes. I listen to that quite often. Yeah, that's a great show. Um, although, just gonna throw this out there again, like even they, even they were like, "Oh yeah, Connor, Dustin, Connor," you know. Yeah, they both picked Connor. Yeah. I mean, man, it's it's hard when the UFC just comes out here, and you don't see much on Dustin. You only see motivated Connor. Connor's all over Instagram, all over everywhere. It's hard not to pick Connor because he's the bigger name. I get it. I get it 100%. Totally. But Dustin Poirier is just hands. He's just a better fighter now. Connor Gerger yeah. has left. He's more of a pure boxer now rather than that kickboxing karate stance he used to have. And yeah. It doesn't suit him well, at least in MMA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to absolutely. see him. I don't want to see him box Manny Pacquiao. I don't want to see that. Manny Pacquiao is going to put him to sleep. Yeah, I feel like it. Just uh, yeah, I I don't want to see that either. I don't. 
I don't really think that anybody wants to see that except for people who don't really watch the sports. I mean, I mean, I guess like some boxers, you know, like some, some really heavy boxing fans might want to see it for just that reason, like watching Manny Pacquiao put him down, but like, I don't know. It, it, that's not interesting it just at all. Doesn't, yeah. It just doesn't do it for me. And when I say that I don't want to see it, I mean, I'm going to watch it because I'm a psychopath. But, oh, I hear you. Yeah. But like, it's not something that I'm like, going to be like oh are you watching Pacquiao and Connor fight tonight like no just gonna be like oh I guess I'll watch this Pacquiao and Connor fight <laughs> yeah I mean I'm gonna watch um Ben Askren fight that little Paul boy and I'm gonna hate myself but I'm gonna watch it <laughs> yeah I'm gonna watch it too and oh dude I'm I, that fight makes me more anxious than any UFC fight <laughs> so anxious so me too anxious. like I don't even like I'm not I'm not even invested in it. Like, like I definitely don't want to see the Paul brother win, but like, dude, if Ben Askren doesn't go out there and beat this man, how am I going to tell people I like Ben Askren? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. I I've, think about it sometimes and get actually really anxious about it because I'm like, I really don't want that Paul kid to win. But I also feel like Ben Askren's like going to be like the guy – at work who gets promoted where you're like oh not that guy please no <laughs> yeah i'm a i'm a big ben asker fan bro i i, I watch a lot of wrestling I, I like uh i love wrestlers like that shit i used to wrestle so it's like yeah for sure i think he's super talented and gets slept on a lot just because of the masvidal the knee man. and i think he definitely choked out robbie lawler maybe i'm crazy I'm going to rewatch that one and, and talk to you about know. it. We'll have to get, Herb Dean also talked about that on the Jerry Ogan podcast. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Um, so we were kind of talking about this the other day, but like the, the heavyweight division is, is kind of a. It's kind of log jammed. Yeah. I mean, we just, go for it. We know John Jones is fighting next for the title after mm-hmm. Cipe and Francis. And who knows if either one of them come out of there clean if they win with no injuries. Yeah. No, nothing that's going to keep him out. I mean, Stipe is going to have to grind him out. I don't see Stipe knocking him out. So I think the, right. only time, the only way we see a fight anytime soon is if Francis sparks him quick. Um, yeah, which I guess... You know, I guess isn't impossible. Like Steep is older now, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think he's still, I think he's still super formidable. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think Francis sparks him quick, but it's definitely a possibility. I think mm-hmm. that this fight might be a little different than the second fight or than the first fight, just being that Francis is a better fighter now. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, he's just. We all had the same hype the first time Francis went up there, though. So that's why I'm very, I'm very weary of the way Francis is going to perform. Yeah, totally. I hear you. Um, it seems, yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of similar to like Gilbert and Kamara. Like, it seems like everything is like, you know, ripe for the taking, and like Francis is in the perfect shape to do this and like has mm. put everything together so that he can but 
Yeah, I mean, um, it's Stipe. You know, he's, yeah. he's incredible. Yeah, you can't sleep on Stipe. I think it's just going to be a tough night out for Stipe. Yeah. He's going to really, he's going to have to grind it out. If he wants to win, it has to be, it can't be a kickboxing fight, it can't be a boxing match. You're not going to win that. Yeah, agreed. Because the, the minute he connects, it's over. Yeah, I mean, just the, the power there is, is I think, too much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if he, if he wants to win and hold on to the belt, I think he's got to, he's got to, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I also think that that division, after, after those three, it's, is it Derek Lewis? So, Let's look at the rankings. Derek Lewis wants to fight Overeem, which doesn't make any sense to me. Overeem just came off of a big loss. Damn, yeah, I know. <laughs> that um, It's hard to put Rosenstroke in there because Francis KO'd him in 18 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. That that doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, yeah, so they still have on the on the website they still got Curtis at number two. So Lewis is gonna be number two. Yeah. Volkov yeah, man, is up it's there. A... I don't see Volkov beating any of these top heavyweights, do you? No. No, I don't think that he I don't think that he can beat anybody in the top five. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see that dude uh Tom Aspalt, Aspalt, Asnault, I don't know his name. Uh, he oh, just Aspinall, yeah, who won on yes. Saturday. That dude is going to be a problem. I can't wait to see what happens with that guy. Yeah, me too. I think he could shake up the heavyweight division really nicely. He's super talented. He's fun yes. to watch. He's good on the feet and with the jujitsu. Yeah. Um, I think they were – I'm trying to remember who it was. They were talking about giving him another veteran – uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't hear anything about it, but I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch him fight again. Yeah, me too. Um, I want to see what he's got going on for sure. Because he's had, is it three or four fights all first round finishes? I want to say three. Let me, let me look. Because he was hurting Andre on the feet and then he subbed him. Because I remember. Yeah. Andre almost got knocked out standing up. And I love Orlovsky. I think it's time to hang it up, my guy. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Do you follow Andre Orlovsky on Instagram? No. I'm pretty sure he's a quality follow. I don't remember... <laughs> I don't know. He's a funny dude. If you ever hear him like talk and shit. Oh really? I don't think I have. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna follow him. Yeah. Yeah, that was um that was a pretty impressive win for Aspinall. Um, the submission was like, yeah, that was that was that was really impressive. I, lo- I love how Andre Olovsky sat up and said, "Fuck." That, I, shit was, I that shit was I, hilarious to me. I love that they caught it. Yeah, 
for sure. <laughs> there's always going to be a mic in there to end the fight. Like when the fight's over, they're always going to they have a mic right there to hear what you got to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was great. And I don't know. I love Arlovsky. He's one of my favorites, the heavyweight for sure. Um, at the time that he became champ, the heavyweight division was kind of dead. And he kind of brought it back. Mm-hmm. That was, that's dope. I wish the best for my man. I remember uh, he's been through a lot, a lot of wars, a lot of injuries. Anthony Anthony Rumble Johnson broke his jaw, and I believe it was a World Series of Fighting. Oh, wow. Um, he's one of the few guys that was in the UFC, got cut, and came back to the UFC. Same with Rumble Johnson, which is, that's also pretty cool. Good for them. Yeah, no, that's super impressive. Respect. Rumble Johnson um, and Yoel Romero were fighting in the Bellator light heavyweight Grand Prix. I saw that. That's that'd be super fun. I I usually catch those. Oh, froze up here. Okay, so I think um, we cut out for a second, but uh, yeah, I guess we're going to see what happens between Stipe and Francis, and then, yeah, we got John Jones after that. Yeah, and I mean, it's definitely going to be John Jones, um, barring something ridiculous happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, who who does, is it Derek Lewis and Volkov again? Like, who does Derek Lewis fight? He wants to fight Overeem. I don't think that that's a good fight. I don't want to see that fight. I want to keep Overeem miles away from Derek Lewis. I agree. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really make a ton of sense. Um, I'm ready to see Overeem retire and become a coach or something. Yeah, I. I feel like he's had. I feel like he's had a great career, and he has nothing left to prove to me. Same here, and I feel like it would just really bum me the hell out to see him lose again for sure for sure but it's hard to tell somebody to stop fighting i mean he's not i mean pretty sure he just won a fight not too long ago it's hard to tell people to stop when they're competitive that heavyweight division isn't too deep yeah and he was i mean i think it's harder with this situation where he loses to volkov because you know he was kind of with his last run, he was like making a couple good uh, headways there. And I feel like if it had been somebody maybe higher up on the totem pole, he could have taken it. I mean, maybe it would have been easier to take it as like, okay, you know, this probably isn't going to happen for me again, but um, ah, yeah, I don't know. I think it's probably time. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be, it's interesting to see who's the heavyweight champ at the end of the year. And I mean, Reasonably, I don't see anybody other than Stipe Francis or John Jones being the heavyweight champ all the way until the end of next year, next November. Yeah. It's going to be one of those three. So, I mean, I guess Derek Lewis has to fight somebody at that time. But I think it's what you said. I mean, barring something crazy, um, it's going to be one of those three. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And I just don't, I don't know that. 
Derek Lewis against one of those three guys. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he can make it happen. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. We'll have to see what happens with that division. It's definitely a log jam. It's more interesting now that John Jones is there, but there's just going to have to be some time. John Jones isn't getting any younger, and neither is Stipe. I'm pretty sure yeah. Francis is getting older, too, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's like 30 in his 30s already. Yeah, Francis is in his 30s. He's He's actually younger than I thought he was. I remember... Recently, I found out his age, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. Um, he is 34. Yeah, see, he's not young. That's not young at all. I don't know why I was surprised, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Looked at it just now, like, wait. Um, there's there's some some young guys coming up. Um, that Cyril gone. Yeah, um, Cyril gone has been looking good. Um. Martin Tabora, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, he just beat Greg Hardy. That's a good one. He's gonna be a good good fighter. Um, the the dude who just the Tom I can't say the dude's last name, but Tom that just fought the other day. It's gonna Tom be interesting Hansel? to see. Yes, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that division. Yeah, definitely. I think we'll probably have a, a clearer picture after Steve and Francis and then John Jones and, you know, just a couple more of these like heavyweight bouts. Um, who is Volkov going to fight next, do you think? The only thing that I see that makes sense is him and Derek Lewis again, a rematch, right? They both are coming off wins. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing that makes sense. Volkov side by side beat him. Volkov beat him for 14 minutes and 30 seconds yeah so i don't know dude i don't know i don't know if they're gonna make that fight again i doubt it mm-hmm. um we'll have to see i i hope they do not make the ring fight yeah i don't want to see that uh, i don't want to see <laughs> man i you know like i try to be like objective but like there are some fighters that are just like you know I don't know. I, wor- I would worry about about the Ream at this point in his life, at this point in his career, going up against Derek Lewis. Yeah, um, me too. I agree. Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to see that. You, yeah, I, that does make a lot of sense. Lewis and Volkov having a rematch um, from like a purity perspective that would that would be a, a good choice. I think that's the only way to go next. Mm-hmm. And I don't. <sighs> I don't understand why Derek Lewis didn't say anything to Volkov, but he said something to Overing. That was kind of weird. I was wondering if maybe he just felt like kind of shitty at the end of the fight because, like, you know, it, he wasn't winning for most of the fight, and then that's but that's his that's what he does. Yeah, that's like true. if like he just he baits you into into coming in, coming coming closer, and then he knocks you out. And I, yeah, it works for him. Yeah, just because it was kind of weird where like he they, they asked him, I don't know, like after the fight, he, you know, not that he's ever like super um, like, you know, energetic or whatever, but like he just seemed kind of kind of out of it after the fight. He didn't really seem. Like yeah, he, he I think he even said that he was annoyed with how he performed. Oh, did he? OK, that makes um, sense. I might be mistaken, but. 
but yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, for sure. I'm interested in to see what happens between um, Rosenstruck and Gone this weekend. That's this weekend, right? I believe so, yeah. That should yeah. be an interesting one, for sure. Yeah, that'll be a fun fight. And then um, UFC 250, UFC 260? Uh, 259, maybe? Is it 259? Oh, you're right. Yeah, UFC 259. UFC 259 is, is stacked, so I'm sure we'll um, we'll talk about that next time. Oh, Amanda, is it Amanda Nunez? Yeah, we got Nunez, uh, Jan versus Sterling. Wachowicz versus Adesanya. Oh, okay. So there's three title fights on that one, huh? Yeah, that one's stacked. Um, and then that one, I think, I think even the prelims are stacked because I think, oh yeah, you got Dominic Cruz versus Casey Kenny on the prelims. You got Song Yudong, Kyler Phillips. Oh, you got Joe Benavidez on there. Askar Askarov. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, this is a good card. Damn, I didn't even realize the prelims were so good. That Kai Car France is a killer. He's the opening it up the card. Oh, is he on there? Too? Oh, yes, man, this is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Joseph Benavides is another one. Where where does he go, man? Like, what is it? He's fought the title four or five times already. Yeah, and that last one. You know, him just getting like completely dominated by Figgy was as brutal. Yeah, it was hard to watch. And I love I love Joey V. But me me it, too. It's time. It's time. He has a wonderful life. He's married to Megan O'Levy. You know. I, I, <laughs> he'll be okay. Yeah, he should definitely just kick back. He could become a commentator. He can do whatever he wants. I think he'd be a pretty solid commentator. I actually watch his <laughs> I know this is kind of strange, but I actually kind of I actually watch his um he makes these videos every month where he like talks about movies and just like on YouTube? Does he do it on YouTube? He actually just puts it on Instagram. He like Instagram? does these have to check really long out. stories. Yeah, man, I recommend it. I've actually watched a lot of movies on his recommendation and and yeah, he I I think whatever he wants to do he'll be he'll be good. A commentator would be really cool for him. And then he, I think with Megan O'Leary being right there, he slides right in there, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they could probably even have some like, you know, they're gonna have like a podcast together or something. They're gonna push that. They're gonna want to push that. Yeah, for Which, sure, for sure. I think it'd be kind of cool. I mean, I, I yeah, I would uh, enjoy seeing it. I'd be excited to see it for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, a lot of good fights coming up. Um, so I'm sure, like, with the next episode, we'll kind of. I don't know. Maybe we'll do one before uh, 259 or we might break down UFC 259 and talk about yeah. For sure. when, when is 259? It's the 6th? Yeah, 259. Yeah, the 6th. It's two weeks from last Saturday? Yeah, two weeks from Saturday, from last Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then isn't 260 the same month? Oh, that's very possible. Let's see. Yeah, that's at the end of the month. And who's fighting on 260? Stipe. It's Stipe and Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, Gregor Gillespie is fighting. Ooh, Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland. I'm excited for that. One. Oh, that's awesome. 
And that's, I think that's all the fights they have right now, from what it looks like. Yeah, you got you got Sean O'Malley and Thomas Almeida on that one as well. Shane oh, Young, man. Omar Morales. I'm I'm kind of torn on Sean O'Malley right now. Yeah, I I was a fan, <laughs> and then I've recently been not a fan. Yeah, well, let's talk uh, real quick, real quick. Let's talk about Angela Hill stepping in to fight Ashley Yoder um, this upcoming Saturday. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this one. This one, um, I'm glad that she's got another fight. She's always ready. She steps in on late notice more than anybody in the whole in the UFC. Yeah, a hundred percent. She's always like trying to get a fight. I mean, she's a lot of times she's having girls back out of fights with her. Exactly, Tisha Torres. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, what do you think of this matchup? Oh man, I think it's fun. I think uh, Angela Hill gets it done. I think for sure she's been evolving as a fighter. She's been getting better and better. I think Angela Hill probably gets the finish here, if I had to say. Yeah, I think that. I agree. I think it's going to be like a fun fight to watch, and I, I think that she'll pull it out, which would be awesome because I think. Um, I do not agree with a couple of the recent calls in her fights. Oh, dude, the um, decision she gets a oh, dude. I agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, Judges I wanted to. Like her. Yeah, it, it like her and um, oh, I'm blanking on her name right now for her last fight. Claudia, is it Claudia Gadeja? No, uh, well, no, actually, that might have been her last fight. Maybe I'm getting them mixed no, up. There's another one. Hold on, I got you, Michelle Watterson. Yes, yeah, no, no, that no, one. No, no. It was Michelle Watterson. Yes. Okay, that was the last one. Okay, um, that one I could see. <sighs> that one was just super close, dude. And I think these last two fights I would definitely give to Angela, bro. I don't know, and I like Michelle Watterson, but I think Angela beat her. Yeah, I, I she, Angela won on my scorecard. I could see why they gave it to Michelle Watterson, but but the one before that, I I was really like, oh, that's the one where she really got robbed. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Was, you, was that Claudia Gadelia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, <laughs> you should look this up. But after the fight, um, Angela Hill was on Instagram mocking Claudia Gadelia. Oh, was she? Yeah, I don't want to say what she said, but you should definitely. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll check it out. It is hilarious. Yeah, man, she's so she's really cool, and she's a great fighter, and just and fun to watch. And um, yes, agreed. She's one of always tuned in to watch. Yeah, I I hope that she's able to. I mean, I think that she definitely can pull that fight out. I hope she does. Um, Cause again, I just want her to make a comeback. For sure. Especially after losing two in a row, I definitely want her to get a dub. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if I should be like saying which ones I want to win, but like that is, that's how I feel. I want her to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody she fights. Yeah. Anybody she fights. I'm going for her. Oh, yeah, I hear you. I feel that way too. I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah. 
Definitely. All right. Well, um, some good fights coming up. Um, uh, thank you to everybody for listening to the new episode. If if you guys are not subscribed already, you can subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening on. All of them work the same. That's right. Yeah, we're. I think we're on everything now. Um, we're not. I. The one thing we're probably not on is like Stitcher, which. I don't know anybody who listens to podcasts through Stitcher, so I, I, just, I don't either. So I think we're <laughs> yeah. So uh, you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Spotify. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram now, um, yes. and Podcross on both, I believe, or is um, one different from the other? Uh, pod underscore cross on Twitter. And on Instagram, it is pod underscore cross. Yeah, so pod underscore cross on both platforms. Follow us and let us know what you guys think of our uh, picks and the discussion. And if you guys have any comments for us or feedback, um, yeah, let us know. Reach out to us on those platforms and hope you guys enjoy the show. For sure. You guys have a good one.